0: Is it on? <laughs> I'm Alex here with
1: Coach K, Jay Derrick,
0: and we are
1: alive, alive today. today. What about tomorrow, though? You just need to get here. I'm
2: waiting.
1: All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Thank Welcome you. to a early edition, late edition, on time edition of <laughs> Alive Today. You know, um, again we have a an illustrious. Who's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <illustrious. laughs> <That's laughs> You know what I'm saying. We we have a s- <laughs> We have a we have a royal. You know. Okay, heaven sent. Uh huh. You know, Amen. blessed
2: <laughs> individual. <Great>. <laughs> I <laughs>
1: wouldn't know, say that. We, but. we always, you know, um, we always try to bring like not just guests on, but people who we think have a a different way of thinking, or uh, someone who's ahead of the curve, somebody who's been through something that we haven't been through, just different people onto the podcast. And today we have Aki Smithy.
3: How you say? Your, I say your last name right? You fucked it though. Damn. Oh, wow. But it's fine though. Okay. So it's a piece. I, I'll introduce myself. Wait, okay. how, do you, so wait how, how do you spell it? So uh, it's S M Y T H E. It's pronounced Smite. Smite. Like Smite, like. Like, like yeah. Smite. Smite somebody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Smite B. Yes. you still i'm telling you the last name and you still Is like remixing it yeah smite. oh i thought it was okay Smite. like you just like i thought you were just saying the first half of it
3: no that's it that's yeah. that's it yeah, Smite. that's
1: cool wow and i keep learning something i smite means what because we went so
3: my dad's from sierra leone so key means the king where he's from and then smite i think it's just like because it was a british colony right and you know they just, you we just picked it. Yeah. Yeah. We no, just nah, picked, picked that up. up, up. Yeah, just stuck it on. Me, yeah, bro. they just stuck it on. Me. Dang.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Ikee Smite, uh, you are officially Ikee mm-hmm. Smite MBA in marketing.
0: Yes, Congratulations. congratulations. Thank yes. you.
1: I appreciate that. Black yeah. kids seeking higher education, higher learning. Mm-hmm. We got to. Especially in a market where we particularly don't know much about. Mm-hmm. Like, we know the surface of it yeah, as right. people, right? We know commercials go out. Social media. We know social media <laughs> goes out, but we don't know the ins and outs of it the way, obviously, you do because you've gone to not only the first but second and third level of that part right. of education, right? Yeah. So, uh, before we get to particularly, like, the whole marketing thing, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about who our key smite is. Oh, man. I know, right?
3: Oh, uh, man. So, I a friend, you know, family okay. person, right. uh, a character at times. Mm-hmm. Right. A charmer.
1: Right. I don't know if y'all saw Z's um, IG last oh, night. Oh, you saw it, so right? Was- Bruh, this <laughs> is a straight karaoke in my ear.
3: But no, um, I guess a little bit about me, born and raised here in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up down like South Miami Heights. Went to school in Westminster. I was a swimmer, so there are black swimmers. Right. No breaking, breaking. yeah Shout out to the black swimmers. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the swimmers,
1: y'all, whatever. But the black. I'm swimmers. in that group too. Exactly. You black, ain't you? That's what I'm saying. All right. Oh, come on. Shout out to the black. Um, <laughs>
3: so I swam in high school. Then I swam in college. I went to Florida A&M University. Say it loud. So you know HBCUs, right? So shout Ooh. out to HBCUs. um Damn. So then I studied abroad my last year. I had my, my major was international agriculture and business, which is like hella random, but it's pretty cool. Um, I actually worked in the vineyard, mm-hmm. so it's funny how everything goes full circle. Cause right. now I'm in like the alcohol industry now. Right. right. Um, But yeah, our last, my last year, uh, we had an opportunity to study abroad, so I went to Fam. I mean, I went to fam. I went to France. Nice. Wow. And oh, so God, that was man. like a really great experience. Yeah. So I was able to like live there and like. Europe like all the countries are really close. So we're able to travel to like like Barcelona and Berlin and London. So that was a really, really great experience. And I was able to bring my mom and my sister out there, which was really, really dope. Like oh, I actually awesome. paid for like their ticket and everything. Nice. Are you getting so. money, money? Bro, I was I was whopping like the, the education <laughs> the system. <lot. laughs> like I was getting all the grants, the scholarships mm-hmm. I was getting net checks of like ten thousand a semester. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I mean yeah. it's not like that now, but
0: but grant or
2: loans?
3: It was just, because agriculture, there's a lot of money towards it. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, everything that we do has, like, an agricultural component, whether it's, um, like, hemp for, like, the fixtures, whether it's, like, what we eat, what we drink. Right. So Mm -hmm. they put a lot of, like, money into just anyone that studies that field. That's part of the reason why, instead of studying just general, like, business, Mm -hmm. I specifically studied, like, agribusiness. Mm -hmm. So it's like, agriculture and business. So you're learning, like, agricultural economics in the way, like, from, like, soil types and, and I don't know. Sort of like how gold and silver has, like, a stock. Mm-hmm. Like, the same thing happens for, like, supply and demand for, right. like, eggs and whatever. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, specifically in line with agriculture. Wow. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. Cool.
3: But, yeah. So, I would definitely advise, especially for undergrad, like, don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many, like, little niche degrees that they give, like, yeah. scholarships and stuff towards. Right. And but one but thing I'll,
1: about you, you're, you're very methodical. So, like you said, you chose not just business, but agriculture business. Mm-hmm. What made you look into that specifically? Like, did somebody tell you about it? Did your counselor tell you about it? Or did you just say, this is different, let me more. learn about this, right. and then
3: choose? Yeah. I mean, I sort of fell into it because at first I wanted to be a nutritionist. So, like, you know, being a swimmer, being an athlete, I was more conscious than my right. friends when it comes to, like, eating. So, like... I don't I've never been one that gravitates towards soda. Like the fast food's not really my like I'm just not that type. And also just, you know, my mom being Jamaican, like it was just a lot of home cooked meals, like we're mm-hmm. not going through the drive through. Like it's curry chicken and rice mm-hmm. on a daily. Right. <laughs> um, oh, to maybe. the point that you get sick of it. <laughs> right. But you know, it's just that whole food instead of like fast food. Culture. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then then so i studied i was actually went to food science because i didn't have a nutrition like major and that was the closest thing but then i realized it was like a lot of science and i'm more of a i think i my personality changed to be less of like lab work and more like i'm good with people or Mm -hmm. at least know how to like converse with people and different type of people you know like you know To be a swimmer and specifically like a black swimmer, just being like someone that is a minority in a majority space, Mm -hmm. you have to know how to acclimate. And I didn't even realize like intuitively I was doing that. So Mm -hmm. um when I was in like a science space, I was just like, It's cool, but it's just a lot of lab. You don't really talk to people. Um I won't say the people were corny, but it just it wasn't (laughs) like it wasn't like a hustle and bustle. Like I like the grind of business. Mm -hmm. I like sort of like you know, like, like winning consumers and selling and, like, all that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, like, a little rush I have. So, instead of, like... So, that was a way, like, a happy medium of, like, mm-hmm. science and business. Like, agribusiness. So, it was, like, a way for me to, like, shift my credits. But, um, so I still graduate on time. Um, but, like, add a business element. Instead of, like, organic chemistry class and, like, that bullshit.
1: Yeah. yeah. As an athlete, like... You said graduate on time, and that's one thing, like, a lot of athletes typically don't do. Yeah. So, like, did you learn the business side of college athletics in the process, or did you learn it while you were actually in class? And, I, and I'm asking because we had Tommy, Tommy Stiger on uh, a week ago or whatever, and one thing that he was kind of expressing was if you don't learn the business of college sports, mm-hmm. they'll play you, and then you'll end up graduating with either a degree that you didn't want or you'll end up running out of that scholarship time Mm -hmm. and having to pay for your last semester of school so like how was that process for you how was that uh, i think
3: it's like interesting because now like with social media you can see how people move a lot more so i went to college 07 to 11 so like facebook just came out you know what i mean and so you know, like, these youngins, and we talk about it. Yeah, court, for sure. Like, they are saying, like, we're going to HBCUs, or we're interested in it. Like, right. we don't need to be with a glist and a glam. Like, mm-hmm. we will rather be in spaces that we feel comfortable or right. ampli- amplify our talent to, like, you know, to the greater good or the, the culture, whatever you want to say. So, yeah. I think for me, um... I... I always knew I was a student first, you know what I mean. So, but I do get where you can like easily just fall into the trap of like performing NCAA, you want know, to whatever, whatever, right. and then you just put like school to the back burner. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I would credit a lot of it to like my um, my teammates. Like mm-hmm. swimming was always high up in the, like, the school, um, the academic GPA, like, we were always, like, top three, if not number one, right. for, like, out of all the different sports in the university, the GPA, so, like, I was with, you know, people, my, um, my teammates were, uh, got their MBAs, they were, like, the five-year MBA program, they were engineer majors, uh, they were, like, pharmacy majors, about to get their PhDs, so they was, like, really, like, about that, mm-hmm. so I think that's important, like, who you align yourself with, right, mm-hmm. you know I mean? definitely, I
0: think I experienced that too in in college like I had to make a decision at the time like I was great at swimming but it was for me it was either school or swimming I couldn't do both like I couldn't find the balance I was in like the pre-med classes and organic chem and all these things so it was like hard as shit I had to pick
3: you know which
0: one and for my parents there wasn't you know, oh, there wasn't an option. Right. It was like school for exactly. sure. You're not gonna be like the next friggin' Michael Phelps or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes no, you just have to you just have to make a decision.
3: No, you definitely have to make a decision and, and then just remember like the bigger picture while you're there. And I think also too, like it's something I've gotten more into the older I've gotten, but just mm-hmm. like really like, looking at people and, like, their career or, like, the path that they took and then, like, sort of dissecting it. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, you know, if you have, let's just say student-athletes as a whole and, like, this person that was an alumni five years ago is, like, working in a career field that you want to be into, you can really dissect and be like, oh, like, how did you get there? You know what I mean? Like, because sports sometimes can be an enabler to your career. Mm -hmm. Specifically if you're doing, like, things around sports (laughs) but um but if your career or your future plans don't really align with sports and like like mine didn't I didn't really care to do sports past performing or or competing Mm -hmm. um but you know I feel like if you're like you know I want to I'm a student athlete but also I want to be like a physical therapist or I want to be an agent or you know a a broadcaster then you can sort of like leverage that because they you know people like athletes there's a certain um dedication you have to have Mm -hmm. um a work ethic is ridiculous you're usually easy to work with because you have teammates and then
0: they have that passion in it too i think passion in any industry like gives you that Mm -hmm. leverage Mm because you're willing to do whatever it takes you know to get the result that you want yeah so that's that's pretty
2: cool. So, I
3: wanted to ask you
2: about um, In Good Company. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell
0: us baby. about the baby. Go the
3: ahead. The baby. Man, so, like, In Good Company, uh, it's been two years. I think Yeah, over two years. Like, two and a half years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, time flies. Oh, my god, That's awesome. But basically, so, after I graduated, I'm not even going to give the company I work with clout because I don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I worked for a company for, like, six years. Did the whole corporate thing, you know, oh, got up the ranks, yeah. whatever. That company. That one. We're not even gonna say the name. They don't deserve, <laughs> they don't deserve I'm it. <laughs> it. Hey, I'm not gonna give it to them. Um, But um but yeah, I just got to that point where I was like, I was making a good amount of money, right? I had like a company car, close to six figures. Like I had like the idea of what you wanna have in your mid- I say downtown, you know, like all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But um no, i didn't feel like full like yeah. i just felt like uh um, you know the difference between eating like a really good home cooked meal and like fast food like mm. i felt like it was just sort of like you i wasn't <laughs> like fulfilled i didn't <laughs> feel like i was really making an impact anywhere um so i've had like the same group of friends since like long middle time. school high school long like long a long time. long time yeah and they have always geared towards like Creativity, so like you said, like Z, she's always been like an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends uh, that that do music. Um, I have friends that DJ like mm-hmm. and the, like um, Deji now. He, he he's part of Paper Water, but mm-hmm. that was my college roommate for three years. Oh wow! So okay. like, and he's always producing DJ. Like I remember hearing them. Shout, shout out to Paper that. Water. Shout out to Paper Water. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've always been like geared towards like more creative people versus mm-hmm. like. The financial people right. or, or like the like uh exactly. yeah or like <laughs> the um like the science people like i've just right. always been around that mm-hmm. and so i was just like where can i fit in this like rolodex because <clears throat> my friends are talented but they may not have the opportunity not even they may platform. have they don't have the platform they don't have the opportunity mm-hmm. so it was just like art basil and like two of my friends um shout out to sam and Sean. they uh their, their names are coast like together as a mm-hmm. performing duo, and um, we just sort of came together. Like it's like six of us, including Z, um, T, a few other people, and said like, "Let's just do an event." It wasn't even in good company at the time. It's just let's do an event, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was crazy. It's like our battle time, so that's just always crazy. Yeah. And then it was just like we didn't know what to do. Um, so I remember we had the event from like. It was, like, from 6 p.m. to, like, 3 a.m. Just some ridiculous <laughs> shit that didn't even make sense, like, now that I think about it. Like, if you do an event, I feel like it's always shorter The sweeter. Like, force people to come in, like, a compact time instead mm-hmm. of, like, we're open all day. And then yeah. people are just sort of, like, in. Yeah, mm-hmm. whenever. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, packed. I think we had, like, 150, 200 people out there. And wow. Luna yeah. DJing at mm-hmm. that party. So, that's where I met Luna. Uh, Spinelli DJed mm-hmm. at that, that party we so that's why i
1: three times a week All oh yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out to All Luna and
3: Spinelli definitely so you know I've been they've been rocking with us from the beginning and so after that and we made money mm-hmm. which is crazy <laughs> so we were just like yo this could actually be something and I had just quit my job at that company that I'm not giving clout mm-hmm. to so um, yeah we're just like you know let's just start doing events yeah. and so um, uh, you know, that's where Ingood Company started. We are very like focused towards like creative millennials in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just uh wanted to find like a community and network where people can just chill because man, I guess that's where also I got like a good taste of like marketing because <clears throat> a lot of marketing to me is just like listening. Mm. So um A lot of people wanted to know, like, where do I go out to to, like, meet people that are, like, like like-minded? Like, Miami could be very... It's a great city. I love Miami. But it could also be very superficial and very just, like, I just want to stunt, you know, like, Mm -hmm. the South Beach, the club, you know, the cars that you rent, whatever. And so people just wanted different Mm-hmm. They, they wanted something that felt, um, you know, going to FAM and having that, like, HBCU experience. Like, yeah. they wanted something that felt, like, communal, that they could, like, network, but they didn't have to feel, like, fake. Right. And so, like, I think us listening to that was, let us um, be able to, like, deliver events or experiences that sort of hit with people and yeah. dwell. And so, yeah, I mean, we did everything from... You know, Koyo, Taco, and Winwood. You know, we did events around Art Basel. Mm-hmm. Um, We did uh, with like Half Full Creative. We did an event with Nike when they had like a Nike Air. Um, we did an event with SoundCloud that we partnered with. Awesome. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we've partnered with, you know, some legit companies yeah. and more importantly, just created like the networking, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. So yeah.
1: What, what what was it like reaching out to those big companies?
3: Yeah. I mean it's definitely a partnership. Like I think one thing I realize is the importance of understanding your team and like who has like what connects their pools. And so, um, Halfful Creative, like they do creative content. Loki Loki's water Like the their content side. Because, uh, or I guess, visual content. Because you know they DJ, they produce, which is more under paper water. Right. But then mm-hmm. when they do like they would do like our videos, for instance, our recap videos or promotional videos. Um, so that type of visual content is like under half full. Right. And so, they met people, a lot of people through their producing DJ inside, um, and so they met um, someone that was like an uh, experiential, I think like marketing manager or something like that for Nike. And so they had like the Nike air um shoes that were coming out, and they just act like have full access to like just come up and like partner with them. so just sure. help them out in regards to like email marketing because you know, I think that's definitely something that we've done pretty decent is just retain like people's uh information mm-hmm. so we can like contact them and mm-hmm. I think that's another thing like. When people market, often I see, and I mean, we all, like I did it when I first started, it's just you wanna like just throw like the widest net. Right. And you're not really niche. And like when you throw out that net so wide, you don't really know who you're talking to. Um, Instead of like who are the people that just naturally come to our events or Mm -hmm. support us, and then how can I groom them to just be advocates for us? Because then eventually they amplify um, what we do. Better than what... Than how we could ever do do it. it. Better than any type of marketing campaign or strategy that we can come up with. And their voice comes from a trusted voice. Because at the end of the day, like, for me, um, the goal is always to, like, focus on, like, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Because that's what people trust more. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're drinking these spritzers and we can Google them and research them. Mm -hmm. um, And see what the reviews are. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would guess most of us would feel more comfortable or inclined when you say like yo we just got these and they're like amazing that has more weight um, than any type of review not to say you need those right but it has more weight than any type of you know digital ad that you see on your Instagram or review that you may read Mm -hmm. or commercial on your TV Mm -hmm. so I think it's like and those things help lead to the um, word of mouth but like That's always, like, the focus for me. Like, how can I get more word of mouth? Because their voices are a lot more authentic and people are going to trust it, which Mm -hmm. is the foundation of marketing. You just want people to trust you, really.
2: Yeah.
0: I think we've seen that with our company, too. Like, a lot of our clients that we get, at least for me... Like, it, it was all word of mouth. I started with one client in Brickle, and then oh, I'm in us. the mom group, and I'm in this, and I'm in that, and it's a bunch of people calling in wanting wanting someone. Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah. you're so right. Like, you hit the head on the nail. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And just, you say money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. If you just groom the people that you're already working with, or, you know, with us when we're doing events, if we groom the audience that we have, then we don't need to, like, I don't know, <clears throat> go crazy about, it. we need to, like, do some Facebook ads, or we need to, right. whatever, it's just like, nah, like, they'll talk for us, yeah. and people will just keep on coming. I was just
0: about to say, it's, like, the easier way out, because at least for me, like, I hate to do Instagram all the time, yeah. and, like, Facebook and ads, or just keep They're up exhausting. with, like, posting.
3: Super exhausting. <laughs> when I
0: know, like, my client is going to go say, hey, was, this was a great lesson, and da 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 so right. definitely you know, easier She learned how cheaper. to swim
1: in five, in five lessons, and yeah. then we just kept going. That's <laughs> it.
0: That's right. it. You know?
2: I was actually going to ask about um, the men's locker room talk. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I just want to know what inspired you to do it because I enjoyed it when we were there. Like, the networking,
1: yeah. the vibe. Um, I, I feel like men don't fellowship yeah. no more.
2: So, how, where where did you go Like to get that vision?
3: I mean, so I think something, again, like for In Good Company that mm-hmm. a lot of people gravitated towards because things felt authentic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like to make authentic experiences, they have to just be like real life situations that you mm-hmm. create into experiences. So, a locker room talk. Um, so basically, I guess to give the scope, like locker room talks, like all men's or men's only discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spoke about everything, everything. <laughs> from um, <laughs> vulnerability <laughs> to um, marriage, sexuality, race, like all the different right. spectrums. Mm-hmm. And I was inspired to have that event because those are the conversations that I would have with my friends. So, right. like. We would, you know, you go out. And it's, it's, like, a super, super, like, Miami thing. But also, like, for me, I think a super Miami, like, dude or male thing. Where, like, you go out. Yeah, at would. And then, like, you post up at the car. And that shit is, like, an hour. Like, <laughs> right. it's never, like, right, a, right. okay, like, I'll see you later. Right. It's just, like, a whole, um, like, you just, like, everything just, just comes out. Up. Yeah. Right, right. So, you talking about how the night was. Then you're talking about problems you got at home. Then you're talking about, like, a rape. Like, it's just varies. Yes. And I saw that, like, was a repeated behavior. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like men discuss and we talk, it's just um, maybe not organized and right. also just in a different type of format. Right. And um, so my whole thing was just, like, okay, let me, in a way, make it, I guess, organized discussion, but also keep it, like, that raw the barbershop talk. Yeah. That, like... That, uh... The let-out talk, right? Like, after the club or after a party. Okay. That, um... Cookout talk. Like, right. I wanted it to still feel, like, that type of feel. Um... But just focus towards men. And when I threw that idea at Z, I was just like, nah, I don't really know. Like... It's, like, it's only men. Like... You know, we I mean, haven't, like, specifically, like, segmented an audience before. Right. And so I didn't want... And... Low-key, our audience uh, our target audience whenever we want to do events is geared towards women i always think like black women like right. what do black women like what what do they want like right. what what makes them feel comfortable what type like it's always towards that so doing something the opposite was like different
2: mm-hmm.
3: but she was like double down and she was like yo like men need these spaces she's like women got like 50 million spaces to talk like mm-hmm. i never hear about guys so right, she's like right. this is definitely like innovative and just different and so we just threw it out there and it yeah, grew rapidly. Yeah, it grew it rapidly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, like, with that one, it was very, like, out of any of the events we did, I never wanted to, like, promote that mm-hmm. event. But that event is the one that, like, WLRN and I what was it, like PBS, like, we had, like, two newspaper articles about the event. Wow. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, like, it had the most. Um, Amplifying, right? And su- surprisingly, you know, I would like. I guess it's like the marketing. Like when if, if I post like a flyer, mm-hmm. like I would, you know, how when people can share it, you can mm-hmm. see like who reshared it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see it's predominantly women, right? That reshared it. So, and then I remember when we had some locker room talks. Uh, I would, you know, I would see like people that were like younger. Like I feel most people come to our events are usually like 24, 25 to like. 30, mid-30s but I saw like people that were like I don't know fresh out of high school right. so I'd just be like yo like how'd you find out about the event like I'm just always curious and he's like oh my sister has been to your events before and she told me about it Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or my cousin's been to the event that's a woman that's a- so it's like interesting how not only did that attract um mm-hmm. um us as men but it also attracted a lot of women to share right I'm curious what do you think Alex like why would women share I think for the exact
0: reason that you just said in the beginning like men conversation is is not like the norm like Mm -hmm. having them talk about their feelings is not the norm so for a woman on the outside you want that from a man like in a relationship you want a man who can like express Express their feelings you know be able to have a conversation about how they're feeling or what they want to do or you know what their goals are yeah. So to, you know, to just see the group happening, you mm-hmm. want to spread it. You want them to go there because if they can learn how to do it in that group setting,
3: it just makes them like a it better makes it exactly.
0: It'll make it easier for them to have that conversation mm-hmm. if they are able to get it out. And I yeah. think too, women understand women and men understand men. Yeah. Right. So that's another thing. It sometimes we don't get why or, you know, just why the opposite sex do what they do. Yeah. So just to, to put them in a, in a room like, hey, yeah. you go talk to your guys, yeah. figure out what's wrong with you.
2: Figure out come why we're we about to break up right? come back, <laughs> come
0: with, back with the results.
3: You come, know? Back better,
2: exactly. come back better than you. Exactly. Figure out why. Yeah.
0: Exactly. No, that's real. So, yeah. No, and I think it's, I think it's awesome. And it was cool <laughs> to see that come together because I think that's kind of the, the direction we want to go with what Jade does in our mm. company. So not just individually counseling, but being able to bring a group of men, or even if it's women together, just Mm -hmm. to have, you know, the conversations that people don't usually have or it's not, you know, marketed or all over the TV, all over Instagram that we're talking about, you know.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you have to just, like, double down on being, like, niche. Like, Mm -hmm. I think when you don't know much about marketing, you think, like, I just got to, like, throw out to everybody, but you Mm -hmm. have to, like, double, double down. So again, like, that event... If we it was if it was just like conversations, locker room conversations, and it was both sexes, then it would have not it been as appealing, yeah. and it would no. have not hit as hard. Right. But when we specifically say men, it's just like oh, like yeah, that's different. And then specifically, you know, if you know our audience, if you go on our Instagram and you see. Shout out the actually no let me not shout out the Instagram because Instagram. (laughs) Actually, no, let me shout out. So it's in Good Company Miami. You know, we're revamping. I'm actually gonna meet with Z after this. So we're planning on, you know, kicking stuff back (laughs) off some type of way. Mm -hmm. But um but yes, in Good Company Miami. Um that's the Instagram, that's IG. But you see primarily people of color there. Right. And, you know, all that's intentional because um when you see the flyers for the parties, the clubs, and all that, I never saw myself. In mm-hmm. You would see, if you do see us, you see, I don't say a caricature, but it is a caricature. You see, like, the celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, no shade to 11, but it's like, 11 is not just only for, like, you know, a uh, specific ethnicity or race, right? right? right. But, like, um, Diddy's like on the flyer Right and then after that it's like a whole bunch Of just like Latin women Holding bottles mm-hmm. and like That shit would I know that shit annoyed me so I can then imagine Like how it would annoy probably like Black women or right. women of color where it's just Like or women that mess, May not necessarily have that body type
2: mm-hmm.
3: And just be like bro, Like
2: about, uh, there's uh, other
3: people That go out you know what I mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It's not just and spend more money that,
1: because those people that you market to are the ones that are, are going to try to get in for free, because mm-hmm. you're the one who says free before eleven or whatever, and those are the first chicks who come, or those are the chicks that the promoters are talking
3: to. So of course, they they're there to that's, bring the eyes.
0: Uh, that's another reason, like I love the name of the company, In Good no, Company. It just it says it all because you literally are in good company.
2: Yeah,
3: you yes. know, with people who yeah.
0: look like you, size wise, color wise, you know, age, think and you're like able in to think like your yeah. culture. so. Yeah, and
3: I think that's, like, the depths of, like, marketing. Like, it's, like, to sort of tie stuff in, like, you have to look, like, deeper. So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like people... It's interesting now because a lot of companies are just, like, I don't know how to, like, market to black people. Like, mm-hmm. that's sort of the issue. But it's just, like, you're using, like, census demographics to, like, find this out. So it's, like, the age, the ethnicity, mm-hmm. um, the gender. And when it's just, like, you have to think deeper, right? Yeah. So it's, like you said, people that think like me. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone that has the same gender as me or is the same color, but there is certain um, values, I would say, or personality types that people that uh, come to event have. They have a certain drive. Mm -hmm. They want more. Mm -hmm. Um, They know the importance of collaboration. Um, They are hardworking. You know what I mean? Like It's a specific thing, and so that's something, I guess, like, Coming now back into like the corporate world, I'm like very passionate about specifically towards like, let's say like multicultural consumers. You could say probably even black consumers. It's just like, like look at us deeper. Like mm-hmm. it can't just be what black age? women, yeah. twenty five to thirty five. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it has to be. Um, because black women, 25, 35, they differ geographically, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Miami culture may be different than D.C. culture. I remember mean, yeah. when I went to FAM, mm-hmm. that was, like, the biggest eye-opening for me. Because, you know, it's like HBCU, so you think everybody's just black. And we're going to, like, all fuck with each other. But <laughs> D.C. and West Coast and Texas and right. Louisiana and New Orleans and Miami, like, those are all different types of cultures, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, everyone was very different, but they're all under the, quote, unquote, like, being black. Right. but it's like you just got to dig in deeper you know mm-hmm. what i mean and again like just listening to your audience like you know what do they think what um you know we understood like the digital currency of our audience right so like they probably aren't the most financially um i not say savvy but like financial currency may not necessarily be the strength right mm-hmm. like people aren't coming to our events and like buying out the bar, buying out clubs or whatever. I mean, buying out bottles. But we understand the importance of the digital currency. So we would see that, like, these people aren't playing on Instagram. Like, they are having, like, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 followers, and they, like, really know how to navigate. So Mm -hmm. when we um, worked with – and I guess it goes back to your question. When we spoke and worked with Nike and worked with SoundCloud – we had to show like our value there and show like this is what our audience brings in regards to like their their reach socially and people trust this audience right it's not just vanity metrics of like i got a hundred thousand followers but i got 10 likes it's like no people are actually very engaged so um you know we had key people that we use as like model influencers that i authentically knew and just said like this is gonna save you money Mm -hmm. right because again it goes back to that word of mouth um you guys don't have to spend as much on digital ad or you don't have to spend as much on like a billboard for instance or a commercial because if you um allow us to just collaborate they're gonna be the voices for your product and they're going to more likely hit the mark of Mm -hmm. what you want because it's not Mm -hmm. just through the clutter it's through like oh i follow this person i know this person's story so if they're saying like these shoes are dope or if they're saying like oh this event is worthwhile to go to because you can network i'm gonna trust that more mm-hmm. than like a commercial that i have no relationship with so, so let me ask when go you're full
0: starting like a company from ground zero like where do you start on like the marketing of
3: Three most important things. And that's what I'm trying to focus on now. Because. <laughs> now I'm starting to feel like the pressure. Of like. Okay. I. I know how to build people's brands. I'm great with collaboration. I'm trash at building my own brand. I'm just right. not that type of nigga. Like. I <laughs> s- posted. <laughs> I like I the picture on IG. Of my graduation. And I literally got overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. By the amount of likes I got. And mm-hmm. the attention. Because it's just like. I'm not that type. Yeah. I don't. That. Doesn't necessarily fuel me. But. How I sort of get through that is writing down what's my vision, what's my mission, Mm -hmm. and what are my values. And so um, when it goes back to what you are saying, like how does a company start? I feel like if you don't have those three foundations, then you you may even have a good start, but then you just get lost in the sauce Mm -hmm. in a way. So I would say like, you know. What's your mission statement? So, like, what are you guys there to do? Because all your decision-making should go back to that, right? So, even for me, like, I'm personally, like, mine, I'm still, like, working on it, but, like, bridging culture and corporate has always been something, like I've said, mm-hmm. right? So, like, any decision that I make as an individual outside of In Good Company, I want to make sure it is helping, like, the culture or just benefiting people that may need a platform. But also, articulating it to these corporate um people like the benefits of it, right? Mm-hmm. And um how we are as consumers. We will cancel shit <laughs> <laughs> quick. <laughs> um quick. Mm-hmm. And it'll literally be like I see it on Twitter all the time and the shit makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, we're trifling. But it'd be like Starbucks said um can't wear Black Lives Matter mask, And so- literally someone would be like, yo, Twitter do your thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they'll post. Yeah. And that shit will have 20,000 retweets, all these likes and whatever. And it's just like, it's known like, okay, like you want us to go off. We're going to go off and we're going (laughs) to expose the fuck out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The
0: same thing happened the other day with the school. I don't remember where the school was located, but they're not allowing kids to come to school with drugs. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost
0: stopped my car and over when I heard it. What like, that's fuck? insane. In the U.S.? I think it's here it's in insane. the U.S. I want to say
1: it's. Texas it TV. I think it's a private school in Georgia or like a charter school in Georgia. Something like that. Is it in Georgia?
3: What is Texas. their reasoning?
0: I don't know. Mm.
1: But it, that's actually been happening a lot of places. There's a school in Georgia, maybe a school in Texas, but I know for sure there are two schools in New Jersey that are like dreads are not a way of something. They they're not the the clean cut that the school is looking for. So cut them or don't. You know it's what I mean? And then remember my mom and right. my
3: sister have dreads. Right. So it's like that like that whole stuff with like natural hair is just like that right. it's that affects when me. When I
0: used to when I went to high school, I went to Super city high so mm. it was a predominantly white school and naturally i have super big curly mm. hair and i remember my teacher saying that you need to tie it up if you're going to sit in the front seat like in the front row because no one behind you is going to see because your hair is too
3: that's traumatic you
0: know it is traumatic because for the longest i would never wear my hair curly just because i felt like you know what's wrong with me you know and mind you i'm a straight a student i'm yeah. sitting in the front of the class because i want to pay attention yeah. i want to be here
3: mm-hmm. like bitch, i could be in the back and not paying attention <laughs> to your ugly <laughs> exactly. ass exactly no, right no with your right. ugly ass right don't make me bring out the you know the kinky hair in real life which i've been saying now that
0: not allowed in school like right. are you gonna make me cut my hair
3: now no that's 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 ridiculous. two
1: things it's funny that you said that um a couple years ago there was not even a couple maybe last year or two years there was a kid who was wrestling Mm-hmm. And the referee cut his dreads in the middle of the match. Yeah, right about that? So that happened and that became this oh. national story and I don't know what ended up happening to him, but that was crazy. But one thing that Alex just said was she went to Cooper City High, which was predominantly white, and then they ended up having like integration and stuff like that. Mind you, this is the year two thousand something.
2: So mm-hmm. we're still twenty eleven they integrated, mm-hmm.
1: right? Um so back to you and your school experience, you went to Westminster. Oof. Which was 97% (laughs) white. (laughs) 99.9. And I would think the only uh, black students that went there most likely were athletes or their parents were athletes, so they were paying to be in that school. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? And then did that shape you into pushing the black agenda in Miami uh, as as fast, not as fast, but as strong as you do? Because like you said, like you talk to black women through your business. You have a black woman who is your partner. like, so what was that experience like? And then did it drive your business in the direction that it goes? Todd,
3: oh, this is like an Oprah question. Listen. that's actually hey, a really good question. I've been doing this you podcast been, right, with this a you. Right. This <laughs> little Bre- Charlamagne. <laughs> Breakfast club. Don't
2: What's tell him that. Right. i my dog out.
3: That was, that was, that was it. Right. That's in person. That was it. I've been it. doing
2: this podcast I see you. Uh,
3: I little Charlemagne. It. Right. <laughs> a little work with that question. Um... Damn, so yes. No, Westminster did have an impact. Honestly, it was a lot more... In hindsight, it was a lot more positive because I had the foundation of my friends, again, that I grew up with that was the main push in good company, mm-hmm. like, in my back pocket. So I could always resort to them in regards to... Because even in Miami, you, even if you're black, you're still playing cultural... Um, I don't want to say tag, but uh, jump rope or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a strong difference between Black American and like Caribbean Black, right. and then you right. can like dig in deeper and like put African like blacks. right, right, For sure. yeah. and, and you're both of those. Yeah, so <laughs> I've I've always had to um, I'm trying to use a big word, culturally ambiguous. <laughs> like I feel like if that's the word. Like just had to like hit because it's just like I wasn't the Black American, right? Mm-hmm. Like my mom's Jamaican, my mm-hmm. dad is African, and like. You know, we're not doing that, like, saggy pants, you know, gold type of thing. Like, that's not... Yeah, he wasn't doing that. You know what I mean? Like, so... um, So, it wasn't anything necessarily new in Westminster. But what I love about Westminster is that it opened me up. So, I didn't... I didn't get stuck in, like, the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember stuff as little as, like... (laughs) um, Like, in middle school... And being like, yo, let's get some sushi, like, to my homies. Like, right. That didn't go to Westminster. <laughs> then, like, nigga, sushi? Like, black people don't eat sushi? All, all this. Right. And, like, the thing is, I would eat sushi with, like, my swim team. And, like, during the... Um, especially, I was a lifeguard... Um, like that would be my job or whatever, and like I was lifeguard at the pool during the summer. Mm-hmm. And so like there was a sushi maki, maybe ten minutes ago, ten right. minutes away. We order it, like it was just a normal, normal
2: thing. Normal thing
3: yeah. We did it like how like people would do Taco Bell, like it was just like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just remember like it was such a pull to like bring them to get the sushi, mm-hmm. and then once they got it, they're like, "Yo, this shit's fine," Fire, you know, of course, and right. it was like yeah, all that. And I was like, "Yeah, though." Like, what? like sushi Super- not white. Dog. First of all, right. sushi, if anything, is like uh asian, asian you know what i mean like <laughs> so like that don't even make sense but it was like a lot of that um i remember just like telling them like yo you should do your sat or what you call it because i guess the counselors in public schools are super trash mm-hmm. and they didn't even understand like <laughs> you should do your act or your sat what? you know like they just didn't understand that that it was just like okay we're done with high school and mm-hmm. what so that's probably the best thing i would say about westminster is like a hundred percent of people had to go to college you had to apply you had to be admitted now if you after they put your name up there if you decide not to go that's on you but it was not a, a option it was a non-negotiable it's part of the criteria. yeah it's part of the criteria so i think that standard also too like again i'm in south miami heights that's where i was born and raised and grew up but like i'm Spending time at my friend's house in Pinecrest mm-hmm. and in like Cocoa Plum right. and like Gables by the Sea, right. so I'm seeing like seeing, yes. you know oh I'm we got we got people that do our laundry at the house like mm-hmm. like not the the mom is a stay at home mom but she's not even cooking or doing the laundry. <laughs> we got uh, one or two you know I don't wanna say maids but I guess I don't can't think of a better word but like house house housekeepers say um tending the house you know what all i mean right. and you know this ain't like a a three two uh or a two two estate this is this this is a, this is on, a grandioso no. so like i think all <laughs> yeah. of that all of that um was a great experience and mm-hmm. you know it it adds on to my mission now mm-hmm. which is just and specifically In Good Company, I was very like intentional with it. It's just making us feel comfortable. We should feel comfortable in any space we go to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know, I remember <laughs> um, when I got promoted and I was just like, you know, I'm going to stand on these people. So <laughs> I was like, let me go to Louis Vuitton stores and get some Red Bottom. Bro, I was sorting bullets going there. I did not feel comfortable. Wow. Mm-hmm. I felt like, damn, they may look, like, I felt the pressure that I have to buy something. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> to keep
2: up appearance.
3: To keep up an appearance. Wow. And so, um, I, I'm just very passionate about that now. It's just like, I want us to feel comfortable in the spaces that we deserve to be in. And mm-hmm. not right. to play this uh, narrative in our head that's false. And low-key, yes. I'm not going to lie, most white people aren't even thinking about that narrative. Like, it's not even right? like... A, The people at Louis Vuitton aren't after me. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it wasn't like they were like, oh, he's black, whatever. You know what (laughs) I mean? It's not like they were following... The lady was super nice. Like, I felt like she treated me just like she would treat any type of customer. But it's just you get all these narratives and stuff in your Mm -hmm. head. And you just come in like... You come in like weak. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. coming into the Louis Vuitton store. Defensive. Defensive and tired. Like, I'm like heavy. You -hmm. know what I mean? And so... I don't want that feeling. You know what I mean? And specifically now with me being in like this corporate space, it's like, I don't want that feeling. Like, right. I'm not saying you got to be in corporate, you know, entrepreneurship on with that. But entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Let's keep it up. up. Right.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: so if you about that, like corporate life, you want to make change there, like you should feel comfortable being in your position. You should be able to speak up when, you know, I had an incident Um, yesterday. Actually, I sent the email out because, there was a training module that we were doing, and like the the depiction of their target audience, which was black, um, I didn't agree with it. I didn't like it. You know what I mean? And that's, I was proud of myself doing that because one, it's not something I would have done like a year ago, Good or, for you. yeah, that's not something I would have done a year ago. But also two. And I guess it goes back to your question with the business, you know, whether it's like you're um, starting a business and that that type of brand or like a personal brand. These are like my values. Mm -hmm. Like I am like I said, like I don't want us to feel uncomfortable in spaces because of our color. We can be uncomfortable. I mean, not say we can, but I can see like you're uncomfortable because you're just not used to the space. Right. Or you're uncomfortable because. Like, socioeconomically economically it's just, like, a lot happening. Like, it's, like, the Ritz and, like, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable because literally your color.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, I, I like, nah. Like, I, I, I and it's because that's something I challenge myself with. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even where I want to be with it. And I see how we um, deprive ourselves of so much opportunities because we don't feel like we deserve to be in this space. Right, yeah. right. And,
0: and I love that you said that, like, the whole thing about we are, we are creating this narrative that sometimes, you know, people of other color are not even thinking about.
3: Mm-hmm. They're and not, makes, literally.
0: <laughs> a lot of times it's like that. I think we talked about that on the last podcast. Yeah. Like, people get so consumed with, like, their story or, or the, where they fall that, mm-hmm. you know, they can't even see outside of whatever's going on in their head. So that's yeah. that's awesome that you said that because it's a fact. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, and also, you know, in a sick way there's so much business behind the race, right? You know, people are making their jobs completely off of race, for the good or for the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, people are able to position hate towards other people and amplify themselves because of the race. Right. Like, it's just, race is so embedded to, like, American culture that it's, um... You just have to know when to, like, close your eyes and, like, to step back and realize, like, oh, they're just exploiting race for a business. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when right, I watch right, the right. news, like... Mm-hmm. I'm just like okay. I was going to say their corona, names. I'm like eh, nobody I'm not gonna gonna say, say the name. But <laughs> if it ain't Corona, it's like the news, and right. you know, I guess again, like sort of learning the ins and outs of like marketing. Like this is a business; they get paid because of the ads, mm-hmm. right? So you know, you have more leverage to charge more for your ad space as a company. You know, CNN, MSNBC versus let's say like a lower tier. Um, um, news company, not because of like necessarily the quality or whatever, it's just because you have more viewers, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you have more viewers, you have more leverage to charge more for your ad space. So, where if you have maybe 10,000 viewers, you can only charge a thousand for your ad space, if you have 10 million viewers, you could charge 10 million for your ad space. Right. You know, what I mean, that's why they always say the, the Super Bowl has like the highest spending ads because mm-hmm. that's the most watched um, show yeah. uh, or event
2: mm-hmm. that we have.
3: So, it's like, what? these people when they are producing their shows they're thinking what is going to draw the most audience you know what I mean that's one thing about Trump you know like his work at The Apprentice I know he uses that now yeah you know what I mean he the, he he knows how viewership works right. right he had that show running for a good amount of time right so he knows whether it's race whether it's gender he knows what buttons to hit to get the most viewership right and even if he thing, doesn't
1: believe it He's just, and that's what I was going to say. Tommy Lauren and then this other, uh, she's an African American girl from like Georgia or South Carolina. Like they say the craziest stuff Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Yeah. I don't know if they actually believe what they're saying, but guess what? Now my YouTube channel has skyrocketed. Right. Even if I did lose my job with MSNBC or CNN, or I'm not on national television, my YouTube channel is where it needs to be now. Mm-hmm. And guess what? When you well the Ace Family, the whoever, these ads that are just methodically placed inside of my videos now, mm-hmm. I'm living off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Like even with like with Trump, he said something about Obama the other day, and I had no idea, but now it's on all these radio shows. Now mm-hmm. it's on all these news channels. And yeah. even if he's saying the craziest thing, guess who's not saying anything? Biden. So now the only person we think is running is Kanye and Trump. (laughs) Like, we don't know who else is the freaking, like, presidential candidate, so that I absolutely agree
3: with you. There's a lot of strategy and tactics that go into stuff. They're not just... The things that we're watching are not just like, oh, let's watch them. It's like, what's going to yeah. gravitate? Even stuff like the colors. There's an intention behind everything. There's an intention everything. behind
2: everything. The yeah, fonts, the font, sure. font
3: color. I mean, the fonts that they use, the yeah. colors that they use. Everything is a breaking news. Um, it's red, so it's red. like alarming. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like All of those are psychological triggers that are intended to captivate viewership. Yeah, right.
0: get a reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it?
1: I was actually going to say... Um, you know, we both
2: worked for a Norwegian cruise line. Yes. At yeah. one point in time. At one point in time. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know. I blessed, them, I blessed them with my um ability. You did. Yeah, you there. did. So
1: yeah. I was going to say, what did you feel like, I don't know, that you got out of that experience being
3: there? Um Man, so I think it's just like, just how big companies and big corporate works. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for me, I'm still trying to figure out. Because I do want to do, like, more freelance work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I enjoy where I work out now. I think um, it's a lot of opportunities. But, you know, I'm trying to get these bags. And I think that's <laughs> just also, like, where our generation is. Like, we mm-hmm. understand. You know, one thing that sort of motivates me and keep it in perspective is, like, my mom and my dad were hard workers. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom worked at Jackson for 35 years. Mm-hmm. But she's not financially free. Right. So, it's right. like, there's more to being financially free than working hard clearly and it's like you know multiple streams of income and like investing and like those little things that can really separate you so that's Mm -hmm. something like i sort of get into my head now where it's like for me like going full force entrepreneurship i give y'all so much credit (laughs) because you know i i'm not at that point yet but i do want to get some like freelancing to go in there so i think back to your question with norwegian you just learn how like big companies work and mm-hmm. you know, these companies have a lot of leverage mm-hmm. um, and they have a lot of like pull. Mm-hmm. but also you realize there's made out of individuals. So I think sometimes when people think corporate or companies, it can be like very intimidating and it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you have a good relationship with this yeah. person, like they're going to look out for you. Yeah. Right. 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 you know what I mean, like it's just, it's a individual thing versus more of a company. Mm-hmm. And then also like the importance of sales, like, yeah, you know, you if people say like, oh, "I don't like to sell, I don't like to sell," but you have to sell. You have to sell yourself. Yep. You have to sell whatever product and service you're giving. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to understand how to do that well. And I like in Norwegian. Um, I will say like the sales training. Mm-hmm. You really do like it's stuff you can apply to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Did you I'm notice sure.
0: too, and it working for a big company?
3: That they're not perfect. Oh no, they don't know shit. Yeah, they don't know shit. Especially not with COVID. Like of no one, you know, if you say you're an expert at COVID, you're lying. This yeah. has never been done before, so mm-hmm. there's no. But I think you realize the importance of being um, flexible yeah. and pivoting, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it is a good time to sit back and see what is trending, right? Yeah. So, you know, Amazon that nigga's just getting richer, yeah. right? So then you sort of deep you debunk that right or you pull that apart so it's like what is amazon doing that i can emulate into my business they're digital right Hundred
1: percent. i know thank
3: you they're digital focused right so it's not like they're having stores closing down like 24 hour fitness and everyone else yeah. they're they're flourishing there um they're very consumer centric and i think that's something when I talk to people that are, like, more entrepreneur-minded. It's like, this is what I'm going to bring to the world. I got the hottest music. I got the best art. And it's just like, is that what people want? You know what I mean? Like, people's needs, you have to be very conscious of what people's needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where I work now, like, we basically, um, we sell, like, alcohol to on and off-premises, basically. So, uh, like, Hennessy, Ciroc, were all these different brands. And, um... A lot of issues with, like, my accounts is people not coming in.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: you have to really decode that and be like, "What is? why are people coming in, right? And a large part of it, whether it's through research, whether it's just listening, mm-hmm. you see, like, people aren't coming in because they don't feel comfortable being outside. Right. They feel like they're more at risk, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been talking to my accounts in regards to, again, marketing is a huge part, like, perception. So, like, hey, if you guys are on social media, are you having pictures of the uh, your your place sanitary i'm and i don't want to say like stage you know a lysol bottle and then like take that shit away but you know let them know like these are the ways these are our 10 steps of how we're keeping you safe and keeping ourselves safe Mm -hmm. um when you have employees i mean when you have pictures of like them cooking make sure they have their mask on Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean like little things like that to ease what the customer's issue is, is right. because a lot of people like they're not customer centric and if you look at like amazon again if you want to use that as like the prototypes that's like the number one company now mm-hmm. they focus on being customer centric mm-hmm. they understand that oh y'all want convenience like right. that's what it is right. like we'll give you all that one or two day delivery because as much as people are like you know, Amazon just a big-ass company or whatever, you still shopping there because right. it's more convenient for right. you. Yeah, and so is. when you understand your consumer and be like, damn, they're willing to buy, like, let's say, quote-unquote, it could be, like, unethical or let's say the the warehouse, they're not treating the warehouse staff the best or whatever, you renegotiate in a way maybe your morals yeah, you're because convenient. you're just like yeah. whatever. So. Then, again, when you pull back that layer, it's like, okay, they're digital, right? Mm -hmm. They're convenient. So how can I be more convenient for my consumers um, in my business? So if I'm focusing on fitness and people don't want to work outside, I mean, they don't feel comfortable in gyms, right? Um, Or people, or you have a very expanded audience and you Mm -hmm. just can't be at all these different places, like, how can I be more convenient for them? You know, and again, maybe it's doing online videos. Maybe it's doing, like, FaceTime one-on-ones. It's just really, like, pulling who's winning. You know what I mean? And, like, fitness is a good category. Like, there's the Peloton bike that I told you about that's booming, Mm -hmm. that stationary bike thing. Um, Bike sales have gone up. You can't find weights. You can't find what you call it. So, those are good indicators to know that you're in the right industry. It's trending. Mm -hmm. Um, But... It's, why are why are the weights going up? I mean, why are the weights not to be found? Why are, why are the bikes uh, uh, being sold more? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it goes into it where it's like, people want to exercise more. People will feel, health has become a lot more on the forefront now. Right. People want to take more control of it. Um, and so, then maybe you're pivoting your message of, less of, oh, this is how you get this body, and more of like, this is how you can, better your health because mm-hmm. you know when your health is better physically or mentally this results are better right what we see with covid um that people that are more at risk are the ones that are susceptible to to death mm-hmm. um and to getting it so yeah i think that's just important like just being consumer-centric and just pulling shit from like the big companies like decoding that right.
2: yeah
1: that that was actually going to be my next question, but you kind of answered it. Like, what what are your, not even startup companies, but what are your marketing or company do's and don'ts? Like, mm. what do you think is the best thing to do? Either one or two things, or the best thing not to to, to avoid yeah. not one that. or
3: two. I mean, I think the best thing to do is to answer a problem or a need. You should be answering something with your product or your service Mm -hmm. i think to say the opposite like what don't what not to do is just to like bum rush or force what you feel like your achievement in the world is gonna be you know what i mean so it's like um nobody wants to hear that like if you're listening to certain artists they're gonna hit certain types of music because it's just like i need to hear you when i'm in the gym you know what I mean? I need to right. hear you. Like, the Ross and 2 Chains. Like, Loved it. I need, I need that Ross vibe. Like, when it's just like, I'm tired or whatever. Let me put on some Ross. Oh, no. Nah, you know what? I need to get this bag. This yeah, bag don't yeah, sleep. Yeah. I'm not sleeping. Like, it is what it is. It's a different type of, like, sound. Mm-hmm. Versus, I'm not listening to Ross when I'm, like, with my chick. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's not relationship music. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's right. not, uh, maybe... I guess it could be, like, reflective music. Because Ross is pretty, like, broad. But it's sort of, yeah. like... You know, what I mean, it, it's being very like specific and intentional, mm-hmm. and again, like answering what is the need, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you do like teach swimming classes, you know, is a need um, a safety thing? Is it a mother specifically, say, like with moms, right? So is a mother's concern because mm-hmm. she feels like if she can teach her child how to swim? Um, you know, drowning isn't going to happen because that's something that a lot of right families have fear of, yes. um, is the concern more of, like, they want to be more training, so competitive, mm-hmm. um, so they want to learn how to swim to, like, eventually, like, get up into, like, uh, high school and compete, mm-hmm. um, are they learning how to swim because specifically it helps their health, like, for me, I started swimming because I had asthma, um, okay. and that was... Actually, I lost my asthma because of swimming. Because of wow. swimming, yeah. yeah. so it's like you have so many segments and the best way to know which direction to go is by listening to what your audience is saying. Mm-hmm. So if they're coming to you because they're like, yeah, Alex, you know, I heard um, I, I want to teach my son how to swim. You know, i never learned how to swim before and that's something I want to, what you call it? It's like those are indicators. It's like, oh, shit. So she's saying or he's saying like I've never learned how to swim. Mm-hmm. They want their childs have the importance of water safety. Right. If you have enough of people leaning there, then your messaging, marketing-wise, isn't going to be come over here to be the next Olympian. Mm-hmm. Your messaging is going to be come over here um, to prevent right. a water safety or to teach a new skill set on how to like awareness.
2: be safe or awareness <laughs> yeah.
3: um, or whatever. And then you give stats out like that. like Maybe on your messaging, is like 60% of Adults don't know how to swim, yeah. you know, or uh, drowning. Not to scare people, but it's just a reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 100,000 kids die from drowning, more than um, what you call it, right. DUI. Like, yeah, I don't right, know if those right, right. are real no, stats. But I'm just saying, like, that is the That's messaging true. that you're delivering mm-hmm. to answer the problem or the need of your target audience. Right. So do listen. <laughs> don't resolve a need. Uh, don't just come in and say like I'm here to like because I'm the shit you know what mm-hmm. I mean or this is what I'm gifting you with yeah
2: right.
3: um, you gotta there's a huge amount of humility that you gotta have in business now some people they're savages and they fake humble and then they just grab your bag but you gotta come out like really listening
0: mm-hmm.
3: so yeah
0: How does marketing change um, if you're trying to market to create um, like a staff? Like, if you're looking to hire people mm. compared to trying to get
3: clients in. Yeah. I mean, I would say, again, sort of like, before even your target audience, you got to have your mission, your vision, and your um, your values. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like, what are our strengths and weaknesses? Because mm-hmm. you want to keep your eye out on talent that amplifies what your weakness is. So, mm-hmm. for instance, me and Z are... Just obviously, we want to expand and get a team because we're not good at everything. But we match each other. I am a people's person. Um, I'm I have a lot of sales experience, so I can be like more aggressive on those like, yo, like we got to get this done or whatever. Um, I can negotiate. Like those are my skill sets. But Z is like aesthetics queen. You know what I mean? She can go into a location and be like, okay, yeah, this is it. This is the vibe that we're gonna give off. Like. The flyers, the content—again, um, um, us deciding. Like our target audience is black women. She's giving that perspective authentically, um, so I think that's like the first step. Mm-hmm. Is and maybe it's just writing it down. Like you're good at this, you're good at this, you're good at this. You're shitty at this, you're shitty at this, you're shitty at, this, you're shitty at that. And then you write it down, and then let the other people write it down. Because mm-hmm. if you get two stuff that you're bad at, then it's like, oh shit, that's fine. I just need to get someone that That can, like, that is good in there. And Mm -hmm. then I think once you get that foundation down, then, um, I think it's just, like, that value proposition, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, one thing I'm learning is I've always been, it's been hard for me to, like, charge, like, price shit. I don't know, it's just... Mm -hmm. Something I'm not necessarily, like, the best at. Mm -hmm. And then I've come to the conclusion, like, at least what dwells with me is, like, I'm just exchanging value or exchanging currency, right? So, people are paying me because I'm giving them, like, my time. Um, Or people are paying us for events, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're creating this experience that they're able to reflect off with, like, their friends or their family or they're able to network. Mm -hmm. So, it's sort of like like a membership. So... I think if you're looking to grow after you realize like what the weaknesses may be, um understand like what value can you give off? Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe the values you have 10, 15 years of experience and the people that you want to attract are people that are or oh, are you guys entrepreneurs. Like that is that's enough value on its own. Like look at where y'all live. Look at <laughs> how long you guys have been entrepreneurs for. Like, I could never. Like, literally could never. So I think if people want to just learn, like, how do you run a business? How do you operate a business? Like, Mm -hmm. we could teach you for free because, or, you know, I don't say, like, for free per se, but we can exchange values um, where, you know, you're good at doing websites or you're good at social media content. I just don't want to do that show. I'm not the best at it. And I can help teach you how to, like, really drive a business, you know, like, Applying for your LLCs and stuff like that, like little things like that, people don't know. Especially in our community, you know, mm-hmm. like niggas are quick to be like, "I'm a CEO, of this CFO, of that," you know, president, of whatever, and they don't got no LLC, and mm-hmm. it's like no shade, <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> we're like not that. even. That's not even something that we know. We don't even for me. Like I'm still really trying to. I'm. Good at marketing. I'm good at dealing with people, but the business, specifically with the taxes and the grants and the loans, I'm trying to get a lot more savvy with that because, you know, not only is Amazon, people are spending money there more now than ever, but they probably aren't going to pay taxes.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't pay <laughs> at taxes all.
3: at all. You and know they, what I mean? He
1: doesn't pay taxes just for the simple fact that he employs so many people who do. And I like that's crazy. That's crazy. So
3: that's it. You know what I mean? That's so much. I think, you know, for me, I always think there's like three things that you got to bring a value for like a business. It's either it has to like drive revenue, right? Mm -hmm. So like you're the salesperson, the offense or whatever. You're lower expenses. So like the defense or whatever. Or you like scale to grow. Like it's got to be one of those three things to like people like appreciate you in the business. And Mm -hmm. that's something like me you know, starting to find my way in corporate and, like, specifically the areas I want to work with because I want to get into, like, brand management. I want to get into, like, multicultural marketing. It's sort of like... Look at how much money... Let's not even... You could look and First of all, black... And specifically women, like, black women are growing at... Like, their wealth is growing more than, like, any other segment. So, whatever. But if you want to read that data, just look at how much money you will save... By having, if you pay me a hundred thousand dollars, you'll say millions of dollars because when you have the wrong ad, mm-hmm. right, like the Gucci, the H and M that still is like yeah, feeling yeah. that shit, right. whatever, because you didn't want to spend money on the black. I'm not even say spend. You didn't want to reach out for a diverse talent pool. You wanted mm-hmm. everyone to sort of be the same and look the same. Mm-hmm. You're paying for that shit now. Right. You are literally like bankrupt mm-hmm. <laughs> because you didn't invest into a diverse pool and it's not just about like black white whatever it's just a diverse team period like mm-hmm. when we grow with you know in the company or anything like I don't want everyone to be black right. you know what I mean like I want to create opportunities for black people right. specifically but I understand that you know my consumers can come from any type of view so I don't I don't think narrow like that um, but a lot of these companies it's just they hire someone that went to the same university as them right. um, a friend of a friend a fraternity brother and it's just like yeah that's cool in a frat but in a business where you have diverse consumers Mm -hmm. you gotta understand how to hit them from all different points because I know a black person would have saw that shirt and been like especially if he's a black person that is a decision maker because it's another thing too like in corporate you know you got black people but they're doing security, but they're, not, yeah, they're they cleaning, the whatever. But they are part of your diversity and inclusion numbers. Right. That's the game that they play. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, we hire twenty percent black. But it's like, no, black decision makers. I'm talking about executives and higher.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, it went from twenty to like two percent.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, well, this is different. There's a, there's an issue because, for me, like blacks are thirteen percent of the U.S. population. So everything's got to be 13 or 13% higher. Right. So if you're I, less than 13, you're, you're below mean. average of like just the census. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the same thing with women. Like I, I think for women like 52%. So it's like if you don't have 52%, like your shit should ideally match the census or right. the U.S. population or whoever consumer that you're serving. Maybe it's like more international, so it might be a little bit different. But like it should match that. It shouldn't be such a huge difference you can't be and a lot of these companies don't have even like like the nikes like you can't be so much like in black culture from like the spokespeople that you have whatever the consumers and then like your executive team does not have a black person right and you have like 10 15 positions there that something's not right and that's sort of like that whole systemic thing that shit hits from all sides you know what i mean so so I went on tandem.
1: No, you're good. I, that's information that we like to have our guests and ourselves share because that's not an avenue that everyone looks at. Mm. Or, or it's something that they thought about but they didn't know how deep to go.
3: Like what specifically?
1: Like you just said. Uh, let's just say whatever, company A, Company A says we hired twenty-five percent African American, and then company B hires 3% African-American. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's going to go gravitate to company A because because of the percentage that they hire. But they don't even know company B has decision makers mm-hmm. and, and that are African-American yeah. or diverse in those positions that drive their company. Mm-hmm. Right. But then company A has, like you said, security and uh, what are the, the cafeteria staff mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. So you see them first, right. but you don't know that you don't realize that they're not making any decisions They don't have any pull. so that's the type of information that we love to put out there, just simply because not only does it teach us, but it teaches our listeners. It teaches mm-hmm. people who have never thought outside the box like that. Mm-hmm. And it teaches young entrepreneurs like our our school, well, I would think our sole purpose for having this. A podcast or this platform is mm-hmm. to teach other entrepreneurs
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: either the things that we did right the things we did wrong or right. the things that we're not thinking yeah. right. because we have this platform and this time however long it is mm-hmm. to spew it out yeah. and then somebody will, will message us and say yo I didn't even think about that I'm My like story. well I didn't either because <laughs> we just said it in, right. the, in, the, right. in the flow of in things the like Jade's right. biggest thing is yo just flow like I like you said when, you, when, when we were talking about the locker room talk and how it came about was like yo, Jade and I used to talk at a park until two or three in the morning or in the parking bro, lot until four. The, like you said, we dudes, all have dudes, the situation. Just flow and I'm like all right, well, my mama did this, my girlfriend was there, bro. I just want and it just turns into this whole thing. And I remember we, I think we said it last week, whatever. He was like, yo, quit your job. That's what you said you want to do, right? Quit your job. And I have not looked back since.
2: I like, I went like, and worked for a job for,
1: like, eight months. And I was just like, eh, maybe I should stick to what I know. Yeah. Right. And it, it all stemmed from a thought that I had. Somebody reaffirming that right. thought. That's right. And that's what this platform is for. So yeah. we're not here to say, yo, I can teach you how to be a millionaire. Yeah. While we're living paycheck to paycheck. Or yeah. while we we're living a life that's simply unattainable for everybody. That was
0: the key to our podcast, which, like, just being able to capture the growth of this. Yeah. Like a lot of times you see people, like after they've made it, they're millionaires now, or yeah. whatever, like they're already up there, they have the marketing, they have this. Right. But then you miss, like, all the struggle and yeah. like yeah. the moment. So yeah. it's not, for me at least, it's not as relatable. Yeah. So for all of us, we
2: all. decided to just.
3: No, yeah. it's real as fuck. Gross and, right. like, you guys are bold for that because, like, I think, you know, you said it perfectly. And I feel like that's a narrative that I want to, like, double down on now. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I I build my brand is, like, just, like, the building of it. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people think, like, I got everything figured out. And it's just, like, I'm still at home. Like, I got student loans. You know, like, I still have things that I haven't achieved for myself. I do feel like I have a great foundation and vision of where I want to go. And, you know, some things do take time. Mm -hmm. But I'm learning how to be more vulnerable in that transitional period. Because... You know it's the miami in you it's just yeah, like you be like yeah, you to... i'm in brickle but you know you don't want people to see that you was like in the whip or you was eating a cup of noodles or right. whatever right. you was hustling that you had to do before right. you got there you right. know what i mean right. so but i think like you said since that is not there and then again just listening to what takeaway that people say what it's about me what it's about your podcast is just like you got a re- relatable um you know, you guys are letting me think about something as I grow, like, to build upon. You guys are bringing new ideas. It's sort of like, okay, well, there is a lot of power, influence, in sharing right. at this time right. of, of, of my life. Not only because it makes me feel good and it's, you know, to my values or my mission, but also strategically and business-wise, it makes people feel, it helps my brand. Right. right. You know what I mean? And you could do both.
2: Right.
1: And, I mean, I, I want to say it was season one that we did, which was crazy like two and a half three years ago mm-hmm. right yeah. we yeah um we were so like oh we're, we're gonna get our business plan we're gonna get our llc Versus 2020 we got our llc last year september mm-hmm. we're still working on our business
2: plan and that right? was
0: like that was the worst podcast because <laughs> record like that was our what your we, first podcast? Not oh, no, it was, it was our like, first season. Oh. We had come on first season, and we said like we're gonna do the LLC, we're gonna get a spot, we're gonna do this, gonna do that, and then came 2019. Didn't know what it took, and we had to get on there <laughs> and yeah. be like, hey, it didn't happen. Like we yeah. didn't do the LLC. We're still living in our and we separate said homes. It. We have no. Like, hey, remember when we said
2: right? What that That's
3: is? our accountability, though. Right. I'm right. sure yeah. that probably gave y'all a little bit. Yeah, more fire. And yeah. like yeah. a month
0: later, like four four weeks later, we we just did it because it felt horrible being like that's what we were supposed
3: to do last year and we didn't do it we did
1: that three weeks in a row we still didn't do it guys sorry we still didn't do it guys and then we just bro what are we waiting on right like 135 dollars what are we talking about what are we and talking it's like about?
0: It's like you said before, that narrative that you create, like you're not good enough or, mm-hmm. you know, this is not where your culture is from, your family. Like you you haven't seen right. this yeah. done right. before. So yeah. how, do you, how do you do right. it? Because you have nothing to mimic. And the, the right. conversations
1: yeah. that came out of those was like, I, I don't know who said it. Maybe I said it was like, yo, I told my family I was starting a business and they were like, do you think it's going to survive? You know what I'm saying? And then you tell... <laughs> you tell these no
3: no like thank no no no, it's
1: it's and and you know what in the moment you take it as a jab Mm -hmm. but hindsight like she just said they don't come from that they come from we we had had to understand that we come from punch in punch out Mm -hmm. nine to five salary 401k to where hey i'm starting my own thing Mm -hmm. and they're looking at you like yeah what well where's the security in that right and the securities in the Ooh. faith where he comes from mm-hmm. like like if if there was no faith in what we believe in this wouldn't be where we are now mm-hmm. yeah. um, though it took two and a half years mm-hmm. where we're all together under one roof uh
3: which is a short amount of time which is a short amount of time like in the hindsight and first of all this y'all like moving yeah no in hindsight in hindsight are you in in that oh yeah no trust me dog trust trust me bro i'm in that right i'm in that right now i'm just like uh a website like i gotta build this (laughs) shit it literally
1: feels (laughs) like pushing a car with four flats by yourself
3: yeah
1: you ain't going nowhere but then when you realize like hey He's good at this, like you said. She's good at this, like you said. I'm good at this. Okay, maybe you need to start praying while we pushing. Right. And maybe you need to find a strategic mm-hmm. way of us right. pushing. Right. And I'll be the muscle. Yeah. Right. So now that we all kind of know where we are, we're excited to see where we're going, even if it's moving slow. That's amazing,
3: though. I mean, I, I always equate it to, like, basketball. You know what I mean? Like, you can't win if you have all centers. All centers you can't all win point if guards. you have all guards. Right. You know, With any type of sports, you have to have everyone in their position and position. I think mm-hmm. um, that's dope that you guys have that um, that unity you know what I mean and that sort of drive to know like w- where to shuffle right each person during what time because I think that's important too when you work with people or build a business sometimes you know like z may be feeling 80% and she's, like, hype. she's ready and I'm feeling, like, 20. Like, right. I'm not in it. I don't right. want to go online, like, <laughs> right. talk to anybody. And too. I think a good <laughs> business partner and, you know, I would even say in relationships, too, mm-hmm. they drag, they pull you up when you're at right. 20. So they say, alright, I'm at 80. I'm not gonna beat you down and get you back to be at 82, but, like, I'm at, what do you want me to take care of? Like, right. I'll handle that since I have, like, more of the energy exactly. or I have more of the mojo. Like, that's, that's when you know those are people that, um, whether again, it's like work, relationship, whatever. Those are people that you should really keep with you because they n- they don't beat you down for not being at that height level. Because right. it's just like, nigga, I'm tired. Right, right, yeah.
1: right, right. No, and, yeah. and that's one thing that we we definitely wanted to have you on and have Z on and then have you both on, right? Mm-hmm. Because we see how you work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's the ideology <laughs> of you guys working how apart? Work yeah. Together. How do you work together? I'm so period, let's let's pull man. you guys apart and then bring you together and then. You never know, like, dang, like like you said, you were the marketing guy. You're the mm-hmm. personal guy. And then we went to one of Z's events, and I was like, dang, like, she did, she did so good. And you can tell she was stepping out of her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So right. She did do so
2: good. She, she
1: did, did very well. Yeah, I went to
3: that the next day, and it was crazy. You know, but, I was you, like,
1: right, but you realize that's not where she's strong yeah. at. But just to see somebody come outside of the box and then say, hey, I'm going to do it, yeah. right. that right. shows right. that you're bold enough right. to try yeah. something different. Just for the betterment of yourself and right. for your company. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's definitely. that's definitely like where we were like, yo, Ikea and Z are what we want to be.
2: And, yeah. and like you said, <laughs> I said, we, we
1: didn't know that you didn't have it all together. But from oh, the yeah. outside looking in, in good company is what Alive Elite is striving for. Yeah, When you guys bring out the type of people that we want to be affiliated with. Yeah. So like next week, we're going to have Lorena. on. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we met him sure. at a locker room. Let me back. Talk your <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We wouldn't have known him if we would have never gone to the locker room yeah. talk. Yeah. And then remember, he's one of those guys who's like, Oh, I'd rather be in the background. But when you're around people who are like minded mm-hmm. or who just want to get better and learn information, he's the one speaking more than anybody else. Right, right, right. So that's the type of community and socialization that we want to have. In fitness, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we're considering opening up a spot, like on a lobby lead or whatever type of gym that has our brand and our uh, mojo in it, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to not only push the health and fitness and the the mental health and fitness, but the social health and fitness yeah. too, mm-hmm. right? Because imagine if you were doing everything by yourself mm-hmm. for thirty five years, yeah. You know how crazy you'd be, yeah. So imagine going through your fitness journey by yourself. You're going to keep running into walls and it might be the same wall. Mm -hmm. But if you find out that there's an Ikea or a Jade or an Alex that's going through this thing with you, guess what happens? Now you have this accountability, whether you speak to them or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have this accountability factor where like, yo, I don't want to miss a day because then guess what? Alex is going to say, hey, I didn't see you last time. Yeah. What's going on? Everything all right? right. Yeah. And it's just so random that somebody's missing you in their journey too. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's the socialization aspect yeah, of fitness like that like we want to push, right? And, and the CrossFit community has done it very well, but they do it on such a large scale. Right. Yeah. So let's bring that down to instead of 50 people a class, yeah. 25 or 15. Mm-hmm. And you might not even be going through the exact same workout, but you're going through the exact same uh, journey or fitness journey or uh,
3: hour. So, what when did you guys sort of get to? Because I think that's where. So, like for instance, like branding to me, like branding is not tangible, right? right? Branding is not like the color or like the logo or the website. Like branding is like the emotion that you mm-hmm. feel, right? So, mm-hmm. when you wear Nike, you feel a lot more right. athletic. If you like have Apple versus like Samsung, you feel like you know you have a Mac, right now, so it's just right. sort of like you feel but I got more professional, my- but you got, but you know, you feel like my dog, <laughs> like I'm on my business tip, you right. know what I mean? You right. feel a lot more like elite with it or like with a luxury car. And so, like, what made you guys sort of pull, like, okay, we don't want people just to be like active um, and like that tangible with this working out, mm-hmm. we want to create and pull out these different emotions of like being together, um, maybe like. The community aspect, uh, like, when did you guys sort of figure that out? Uh,
0: At least for me, uh, just being in that environment for myself when I did um, Cycle Bar. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the best day ever. I'm not a gym person. Yeah. I don't want to be in a gym. Right. Especially if I'm by myself. If I'm by myself, I'm probably going to be on the treadmill 20 minutes yeah. and I'm out. Absolutely. You know? That's why I Unless it's swimming. That. If it's swimming, then I could be in there with a good yeah. like 2-3 hours straight, but other than that, I don't want to do it. But yeah. just like making friends. Mm-hmm. And just the way it was scheduled and the ease of like just going in, they have everything set up for you like that boutique style yeah. gym. It just makes you comfortable, yeah. and you feel accountable. You get like you know rewarded for different things. Like if you're on, you know, the first rider of the class, you went yeah. like the most miles or whatever. Like sometimes they'll give you like a hundred bucks. Like the incentive of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so like a gamification in a way. It's like yeah. a loyalty pro, like Starbucks and they're like loyalty. Exactly. Like you spend more money.
2: And, and then I like think whatever.
0: too, like you mentioned the CrossFit, um, the gyms, and like the meeting that we had with the two guys about their gym. I think it's very set for, like, a certain type of person, the Mm. way you look. Like, CrossFit, like, people are already fit, and that's why they're doing CrossFit, you know? So you don't always feel comfortable if you're overweight or if you're, you're not a...
1: Or it's not seemingly for the beginner. Because yeah. I w- i don't want to say that they don't have the beginning classes. but the perception, no, but sure. the perception, perception. is, right. you come here and this is how you look, right. and they right. like
3: strategically brand themselves with like the CrossFit events, less like on ESPN. Right. So mm-hmm. you, When you think CrossFit, you're thinking like you said, like I'm fucking grabbing this bitch and like right. dying over my head. Exactly. Not,
2: like, and
0: I'm never like I would never <laughs> go there. Yeah. That right. wouldn't even—it would not even cross my mind. So. Um, just being in that environment where I did feel comfortable myself and that was keeping up with the mm-hmm. class and it was mm-hmm. fun and the incentives and that, like, that just made me think for our company, we've mm-hmm. got to create that same feeling.
2: and that's great. Mm-hmm.
3: That's like how, I'm listening to you and that sounds just like in good company. Right? Yeah, That's literally okay. it. Really is. Like, it's just like we go to the club and then, like, I see how, it out? Like, mm. bruh, it's $20 for a drink, you know, they hold up the line, right. it was security treats you like, like shit, like, buy. I'm very big into, like, um, just like customer experience or mm-hmm. you can say customer service but like just customer experience and it starts from like for for me as simple as like parking right. right right. so it's just like am I the location that I pick like when they first get there do they have to fucking fight over parking or is there at least some type of ease I understand Miami is difficult but like how can I make it easier for right. this person right, right. and so like I'm just listening to you and it's just sort of like damn it's crazy how um you just get personal insights and you just realize like this is what made me feel good and like i want to like spread this into uh, others so i think that's just like a great path that you're like going in and and a lot of a
1: lot of the things like obviously you and i have spoken about Mm -hmm. at the gym but it's it's learned from conversations that we have right so you were the one who taught me to look at who's doing this one thing at a high level mm. and then pull it apart and then see how they can do it better. And then the things that they are doing good, integrate it. The things that are not doing good, don't integrate it. Right? Well, I'm all about that. Let me say this. <laughs> Niggas
3: I put that on the on Twitter. I was like, we spend too much time. I look at Instagram, right?
2: right. Instagram
3: right. stole Snapchat's IG story. I yep. mean, put it into IG stories and stole TikTok's TikTok real and put it into the real them niggas, they didn't spend like time and energy like i gotta be the most original like social yeah, media platform
2: the they
3: exactly they just said we are going to Do take your better. shit and mm-hmm. make it better right. and that's that's something i'm very you see you see i'm getting passionate right <laughs> but that's the one that i really see specifically creatives but also like just people of color we spend so much energy on trying to be original when yes. it's like at the end of the day if you do anything, it's already going to it, be original because, mm-hmm. like, you're one of one. Like, right. it is what it is. And I know that's something I have to even talk to myself about because it's just, like, I don't want to whatever. And it's just, like, nah, like, get that template. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, what you're saying, was it Soulfly? Or cycle bar. Cyclebar. Like, pull it apart. And yeah. look at interviews from him because, you know, I think with you guys opening up a brick-and-mortar gym, on the values and what you want to bring to the table is great but it's also a huge investment you know what I mean so it's just like how can we make our investment less risky you know what I mean Mm -hmm. if we want to do this right so something as simple as like you know whoever started it like seeing like um, interviews and like how did they build to get that brick and mortar because it wasn't just like okay here we go like we're now um, where you can cycle maybe it started off as like a community newsletter Mm-hmm. Right, and it was just like, um, or like a walking group. You know, like, it's right. so interesting when you hear how, I mean, look at Amazon again. Like, the niggas started from books.
2: Right. Started you know what I mean? Books. Like,
3: it's it's always interesting to hear. Um, same thing with, like, Uber. I remember reading an article about them, and it's just like, their goal was just, they weren't even, like, this whole app bullshit. It was, uh, they targeted, like, stadiums or, like, uh, athletic uh, events or arenas mm-hmm. and they would work with the black service like car companies and like people would just call them so like after people take the taxis and all the other stuff and they still need cars they would be like the overflow right and you would call uber and uber would call and so it would be a number mm-hmm. and then they would call this um company this like black car company or whatever and wow. the black car company would pick them up and then, you know, they get compensated off of that, like, referral, like, wow. what you call it. But it's, like, again, to what you said, like, you don't, we don't get taught this. We see Uber as, like, an app and this $14 billion or whatever billion-dollar company. Right. And then, like, just gravitate towards that. So mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend for you guys and just for, like, people that are going to be making, like, investments, like, getting a brick and mortar. It's just sort of, like, is there a... First, like researching, right? And again, you guys are in a great space because people are exercising more, people whatever, it's not a third, but also researching like why people are exercising more, mm-hmm. uh, what demographics specifically are exercising more so you can always keep them in front of mind um, with like the way that you message yourself um, and market. Um, and also, do we need to have a brick and mortar to fulfill the, what we, what we want to bring? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So when you're talking about, like, community and all that, is that something that we can test at having a newsletter or having um, monthly or weekly Zoom sessions and, like, being consistent with it for three months? And sort of learn from that as, like, a research Mm -hmm. and then be like, okay, before we make this investment, um, we have even stronger tools and directions of what people want because you know, specifically with, like, a Zoom and stuff like that or a newsletter, you're going to see who opens stuff up. You can see who shares the, um, the newsletter. With a Zoom, you can record it and see what the questions are that people are saying. And if the questions are a lot more geared towards health and, like, I don't, you know, my family, I, I have a high blood pressure in my family. I have hypertension. I have all this stuff. And if it leans more towards that versus, like, I want to get my body ready for the summer. You're not going to pitch like that. You're going to pitch because you're breaking family curses. You know, I always credit, um, court, like you changed like my mom's life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that is a huge thing and that is my mom. And so I'm forever indebted towards you. But even from like, if I pull myself out of it and if I look, if I'm like your marketing person, it's just sort of like, that's the avenue that you go towards. So yeah, maybe Um, and again it's like who's paying right so maybe you aren't like only focusing on athletes or maybe not focusing on athletes maybe you're focusing on the mom right that or the the person who hyper um, tension and high blood pressure and asthma and all these chronic diseases are um, are are, are in their family and they want to be the person to break that curse right um But again, I don't think any, you have so many different segments, but you don't make these decisions without seeing like, I always say like metrics. So like Mm -hmm. number data. So whether it's like what percentage of people are working out more or whether it's just like where your money's coming from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like is your money coming from moms? Uh, Is your money coming from families? Um, Is your money coming from you know adults like like yeah. where is it coming from with, so.
0: like our company specifically i feel like it's been really hard for us to like hone in on who is our like perfect client or like <laughs> who are we targeting yeah. because we have so many different sectors so what would you recommend because i mean like you said courtney he's helped your mom mm-hmm. he's he's also with a lot of track um students and like mm-hmm. football mm-hmm. and stuff like that You know, Jade is dealing with the mental health side of things, and I'm swimming. So it's really three different things that we're trying to like to collaborate. And I think um, I don't know. We we always like not that we butt heads, but it's.
1: We, we always were, think one is more important than the other. No, <laughs> no not, but I
0: mean, not even not more important than the other. Like we were <laughs> doing. You.
3: Hey, you think that, clearly. Right.
2: The, no, no, we no I didn't mean the it business like plan. that. I didn't mean it like that. We were that, doing the business
0: yeah. plan the other day. And we're, I'm like writing out, you know, the pricing and like, you know, what we're focusing on and what's our mission and what's this and what's that. And I'm just realizing like he has his own mission. Right. I have my mm-hmm. own mission. He mm-hmm. has his own mission.
2: But we're How trying we to put this. Together?
0: all
3: under one name, one, so, I don't know, like. I mean, I think, again, I just, I be copying people's shit, so, like, when you said something like that, I'm thinking, like, Google, right, like, so, mm-hmm. they're under, like, Alphabet, that's, like, the mother company, but mm-hmm. under Alphabet, there's, like, Google, and, like, a few other companies, mm-hmm. or, let's say, like, um, I'm trying to think of a good one, Uh well, okay. Let's use alcohol. So Bacardi. Most people don't know this, but like, there's Bacardi Limited is a company. But under Bacardi Limited is Bacardi, is Grey Goose, is uh, what else? Bombay Sapphire, oh, wow. is uh, what else do they have? Patron. So it's like, this is a company, right? So you guys are alive. Bacardi Limited, but they each have different categories, mm-hmm. like Grey Goose. They brought in Grey Goose. Well, specifically, let's use, like, Bacardi bringing in Patron. They brought in Patron because they needed to have a strong, um, they need to, uh, yeah, they brought in Patron because they need to have a strong tequila category because right. tequila is, like, on the rise. Like, more people are drinking, consume, uh, our tequila because it's, like, lower in sugar, you know, like, so, sort of, like, we're drinking these spritzes, lower yeah. in sugar, doesn't make you feel like droggy, and yeah. like, all the other stuff. And the same thing, actually, now that I think about Bacardi brought in, like, uh, do say, mm-hmm. Like, they're, uh, Jay-Z and Bacardi are, like, partners on mm-hmm. there. And they brought it to compete with a Hennessy. So mm-hmm. I, I say that to say, like, I don't think, from what I'm hearing, I don't think a live has to, like, be cohesive in every way that you move. I think you guys just go in your categories and, like, focus on your consumers. And then the strength of coming together is because of uh, financial reasons right it's lower expenses um maybe it's learning from each other's consumers um maybe you know like for businesses like on a bigger scale they're trying to get market share right mm-hmm. so like they um again Bacardi wants to get like a Patron and spend the five billion dollars you know that's why you hear about all these Million dollar acquisitions or whatever that happened because it's like I just want the market share. Mm -hmm. Um, Even with these uh, artists, like they're getting, you know, they have these one or two like SoundCloud hits and then they get like six million, eight million dollar deals. It's not necessarily because the record companies per se like believe in invest or whatever, but it's just like I need to make sure you stay with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if not, you're going, if I look at the industry as a pie you can impede into um, my competitors. So I right. need to just have you under my umbrella.
0: And I mean, that's really why we came all together. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, the person, if he's training a mom who has a kid who needs to swim, the do- the older daughter needs something mm-hmm. with mental health, like, mm-hmm. we could be that one-stop shop. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Exactly. So, so I think that's, to me, you said it perfect. I think, to me, that is, like, the benefit. So... Mm-hmm everyone could stay in their category, stay in their lane, but it's like, you are there, again, not to only lower each other's expenses, but like you said, be that one-stop shop, mm-hmm. so, um, and again, you have that, if they're doing business with you, they're going to trust you more with who you refer, again, the power right. of like, word them out, so you yeah. can refer um, Jade, um, if they want to talk, they have, like mental counseling, or, right. or therapy, yeah, right. or whatever, and if you're, if, you know you're teaching whoever how to swim and the mom is just like yeah you know like my friend is looking for someone with therapy because of the the son or the daughter whatever you know Mm -hmm. just a story right Mm -hmm. and then she's like oh i have someone perfect for you
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
3: you know what i mean and sort of like and that's that's huge that's Mm -hmm. increasing your market share and so that brings business you know if you want to put everything sort of separately that brings business to jade right
2: right. um
3: that he would have not gotten before Mm -hmm. and then vice versa and that's huge yeah
2: that's
3: that's why they do all these like even like collaborations like kith like i feel like kith is built off of like collaborations a clothing company or like nike with like the off-whites and shit like that or the jordans like that's why people fuck with the shoes because you're bringing two different markets together really Mm -hmm.
1: Well, to close out, how do we get in touch with Aki? How do right. we? Oh man! What do we do, man? Um, where do we follow? Where do we? Right. What's up? What's that's Twitter? a good question. What's, what's, what's
3: up, man? I, I mean, <laughs> IG. I feel like IG. I feel like my my strongest. So you can follow me at Sir Smythe. So S I R S M Y T H E. Again, S I R S M Y T H E. The Inga Company page isn't active, but you can at least look at events that we did um, just to see. I'm always down to hear, like, what people's perspective is. Feedback? Yeah, like, I'm usually the person <laughs> asking the questions. So, for me to be asked questions is Interviews different. Today. <laughs> yeah, but I love to just hear what people's perspective is. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in a more professional round, you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, so, I'll spell my name is A-K-I-E and the last name S-M-Y-T-H-E. By the way, everyone needs to get a LinkedIn, but that's a whole different segment. Um, well, when we have and, you on again, you'll explain oh, why. Shit, <laughs> man, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you know, you know, if you know Alex, Jade, uh, Courtney, or Alive, DM them. Just let me know too. Like, you can always contact me. Like, I'm pretty chill.
1: Facts. So, <sighs> and tell a friend to tell a friend about the Alive Today podcast. We appreciate right. you listening. Um, as always, you can follow us at Alive Underscore Elite on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow Jade at Underscore Divine Purpose. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at the New Coach K. Uh, we don't gotta worry about Alex. She don't have enough time for nobody. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. We keep forgetting her answers.
0: I, answer, I can't answer messages in the polls. So. Right. facts. <laughs> um,
1: She's Yeah. And, and Double tap everything. Double tap, right? <laughs> um, and. Again, I think we said it last podcast or the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let your today always be your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Don't always live your story. Ooh. So, mm-hmm. on that note, yo. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yeah.